It's time for my morning mixtape on 95BFM. Up in the studio we have Simon Grigg. Simon is a music businessman, writer, broadcaster, publisher and archivist. Simon has hosted shows here at BFM in the past and he is the founder of New Zealand record label Propeller Records which has contributed many albums integral to the New Zealand musical history including the reissue of the iconic punk collection AK79 which has just been reissued to celebrate the 40 year anniversary of its initial release. Kia ora Simon, thanks for coming up and and joining me on the show today. How are you going? I'm good, thank you, Hunter. It's, it's good to have you up. Thank you. Um, yeah, we were just saying off here, how long has it been since you were you were up here at BFM? Uh, well, I did some shows about four or five years back on a Saturday morning, sort of standing in for someone, but I did a regular show on B from 1987, I think it was, through oh, yeah. 2002, or two, I'm not sure of the exact dates. Yeah. But yeah, it was a long time. Cool. And has it changed much up here, do you think? The room itself is exactly the same. Really. It's, been, <laughs> it's been painted a little bit, and I just went to the loo, and they haven't done much to the loo in the last 20 years, so yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to hear. Good to hear that the authenticness is it still It is there. very authentic. Yeah. Um, many of our listeners will be well familiar with uh, AK79, but if, for the people that aren't familiar with it, are you able to give us a quick rundown of sure. of its history and, and your involvement? Okay, well, AK79 was, there's a guy called Brian Staff who used to um, work on a commercial radio station, ZM actually, and he had a, an evening show, and the formats were a little freer on commercial radio back in those days, so <laughs> he, he said, look, there are a lot of new bands around, the whole punk thing had started taking off in New Zealand. So he said, there are a lot of new bands around who are making interesting music, so why don't you start bringing me up some cassettes? Because in those days it was all cassette, right? So, yeah. so a lot of the bands went in and they did a, like a rough cassette and things, and he started playing these things on the air and the response was fantastic. So a sort of a, a, a um, light bulb went off in his head and uh, went on in his head, and uh, he thought, maybe I should do an album of, of like, choose six bands and do an album of the best two tracks of each band. So he, he sat down and he worked out which bands he wanted and then talked to the bands and put them in the studio. And because ZM in those days was part of Radio New Zealand, they had this really lovely studio up in, in uh, uh, Durham Lane West, which is a beautiful old deco studio which has now been knocked down. And so he put a few bands in there and they recorded these tracks. And he put together a compilation album called AK79, so Auckland 1979. Mm. And in those days, there was virtually no New Zealand music industry beyond the majors. There were a couple of bigger indie labels like Zodiac Records and things who were doing more commercial stuff like The Dudes and Hello Sailor and things. Mm -hmm. But there was no like uh, independent alternative underground sort of label, so it was a brand new thing. So Brian put together this album, he got a guy called Terry Hogan to do the cover and got a great image for the cover and then he thought, shit, how do I get this pressed? So he went to one of the other older indies, Ode Records, and said, how do I do it? And they said, well, use our account and we'll go through and do it that way. So, But he still needed some money to do it. So As he you went do. To, hmm? As you do. As you do, yes. Yeah. So he went to a record shop called Record Warehouse, which is long gone, and he said to them, do you want to buy some copies? And they said, how many are you pressing? And he said, oh, 250 to start off with. And they said, we'll buy the lot. Huh? We'll give you cash up front for 250 copies. And so they did. And they arrived in the shops in December 1979, 250 copies, and sold out within about a week. Wow. And very then, impressive. Very impressive. And then 
he um, reissued it again in January, which is kind of the 40th where we are now, the sort of the wider reissue. Yeah. And Get some more copies out there. He got another 500 copies pressed up, and wow. they, they sort of sold out almost instantly as well. And it was available until about 83, I think. And it went through CBS after a while, and there was a cassette version and that sort of thing. And then Brian went out of the business, and so it got deleted. Oh. And I kind of picked up the rights to it in the late 80s in conjunction with Roger Shepard Lovely. from Flying Nun. So in the early 90s, we sat down and thought, well, let's do a CD version. So we expanded it from the original 12 tracks to 25 tracks and by adding a lot of the singles and, and uh, various tracks from the era and kind of made it the definitive punk album at that stage and reissued it on CD in November 1994. And it was on CD for quite a long time and sold quite a few copies at yeah. that particular time. But yeah, that's that's kind of the history. And that, and that went out of print eventually. Of course it did. So I sort of thought maybe we should reissue the album, but do the CD version for the very first time on vinyl. Awesome. Which is what we've done now. Yeah. So I was. that's my next question, obviously. Uh, what was the motivation to, to do it again in 2019? Well, it's, a, it's an iconic, and it's a, it's a word I don't like using too much, but it's, it's an iconic New Zealand record. It's probably the, it's probably the uh, ground zero of the New Zealand independent recording industry as it exists. You know, mm. Without AK-79, Flying Nun doesn't exist. Without AK-79, most of what happened in the next 20 or 30 years doesn't have a starting point. So it's very, very important. And also in uh, no, 2014 or 2013, Independent Music New Zealand named it as the first, they, they have a, every year they... The a, Classic a, Album Award? Anointed yeah. Classic Album. And it was the first one they went to and said, this album is so important. And it was one of the records that went around the world too when New Zealand records didn't go around the world. Mm. So you had the likes of Little Steven from Bruce Springsteen Band. Yeah, heard a garage show. Had a copy. <laughs> had, a, had a copy. Had a, he had a radio show on, on the, on, um, I don't know what it was on, somewhere in the States. And it was highly listened to. And he played like garage bands and underground sort of stuff from the 60s and 70s and things. And he fell in love with the record. Awesome. So he started playing tracks off it. And uh, Bob Dylan played a track off it on his radio show, apparently. Though I've never heard it. But uh, anyway, little Stephen came to New Zealand with Bruce Springsteen when Bruce Springsteen first came and tracked down Kerry Buchanan, who was the drummer <laughs> from the Terraways, the first drummer in the Terraways, who wrote the liner notes. And he went into Real Groovy where Terry was working, that's where Kerry was working at the time, just to shake his hand. Oh, awesome. So it has that sort of global thing about it. Yeah, I feel like everyone's sort of got a, a story that they can tell about the record or or how much it meant to them and, and, and being a part of that scene and and stuff so it's, it's yeah I think you were right in saying that it is iconic and uh, it's it's great that it's getting uh, another another run and it's also really good that's the other thing too it actually sounds quite I mean they were rough recordings they were terrible recordings but they're good songs but they're great songs and I mean and things like Mr X and and some of the toy love tracks and stuff are just you know New Zealand standards now mm. Well, there, like you said, there's 25 tracks on this version. Uh, you've picked out three, uh, which I'm sure would have been a, a tough task uh, yeah. to, to have a chat about today. What made you pick out uh, True Love? True Love, well, I think True Love is a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, it's the Scavengers. And we were playing the first version. There are two versions on the album. One is the Marching Girls, who are the, who are the Scavengers later on. But the, the first version was by the Scavengers, who are my flatmates. Oh, lovely. And when we first... And punk first happened in, in 
Auckland, there are only about eight of us. And we didn't know there were eight of us. We thought there were about four of us. And then <laughs> one day we met the scavengers and we thought, shit, there's more of us. And we all became like a tight little unit and it kind of grew after that and got, ended up as like you know, hundreds of people later on. But in the early days, there was just us. And so a, the scavengers are very dear to me <laughs> and they're still my friends. We're still you know, very close mates. And so that's one of the reasons I chose it. And the second reason is I think it's got the best opening couplet of any record out of New Zealand I've ever heard. Mm. Uh, which version do you like more, this version or the Marching I like Girls? The, I like the first version. I like yeah. them both because I released the Marching Girls version in New mm. Zealand as yeah. well. The Marching Girls version is more polished. Yeah. Whereas Good. this is like garage band, this is rough as guts. Awesome. Let's give it a listen. I want to ask some more questions about this 2019 version. Uh, what differs this well, from... 2020 now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 2020 now, but it, the, the remaster is in 2019. And, Absolutely, yes. Um, and, that, and that was the 40-year anniversary. Um, what, what differs this from from like the previous releases in, in, the, in the pre-2000s? The, well, obviously the original vinyl version was a single album. We've got, we've got a double album now. And the single one had 12 tracks. 
So we've put the single one as album one in the, in the double, which is different to the CD that came out in 1994, because then when I remastered it all in 1994, I put it chronological. So track one, side one, was the first New Zealand sing, song ever, ever, punk song ever recorded. Mm. And we did it through that way. This time I've gone, I don't want to do that. I want to take the original album so that people can listen to the original album as it was. Because a lot of people, a lot of older people, are, will appreciate that it's, well, that it's as it yeah. as it was originally. They don't want it starting off with the suburban reptiles <laughs> when, the, when their vinyl starts off with the scavengers, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so we did that, and also as I said before, this is the very first time that this extended version, all these extended tracks, have been on uh, on vinyl. There was a vinyl reissue in two thousand and eight for the um, for a punk revival show, mm. but it wasn't kind of like licensed. It was a shall we say. Um, semi legal. Semi legal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the the full expanded edition, um, and and it's really exciting. And we've got some coloured vinyl as well, mm. which is like it's the ruby anniversary. So we got ruby red on 500 copies. Yeah, there's very few of them around now. Very few of them around, yeah. and I got a little bit of a bit of grief from a couple of the old punks going, "Oh, you can't put colour on it." But then I pointed <laughs> out the cover of Nevermind the Bollocks, which mm. is like about as colourful as you can possibly get. <laughs> the only reason we did it in black and white way back in the day was because it was cheaper to print it in black and white. Mm, yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Tell us about this uh, Suburban Reptiles track that, you, that you've that you picked out. What made you pick this one? Megaton? Yeah. Well Megaton's rough as can be as well, but that was, first of all it was the first New Zealand punk single and it came out in uh, January, on January the 22nd, 1978. And uh, the recording, my mum and dad uh, advance the money to pay for the recording we're about to hear. So, <laughs> uh, and the I was uh, in, instrumental, I suppose, in forming the band back in the day, and they were my best friends and flatmates, and they're still my best friends and flatmates. So, it's a kind of a personal. It's kind of where I started in a way. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Cool.
we just got a text saying, can you tell me more about Zodiac Records? I have a record my father's band did in 1965. Do you have uh, do you have, have a wide enough knowledge on Zodiac Records I to share some a, insight? I have a bit of a knowledge on Zodiac Records, but first of all, can I just do a shout out to Roger Perry? My friend Roger f- just sent me a text and so, yeah. Shout Roger, outs to Roger, Roger Perry. Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zodiac Records was uh, probably, I said ground zero before, but that was ground zero in New Zealand Indies full style. It goes back to, the, to 1949, I think, when the first Zodiac Records were released. And it was in, um, it was in Hearn Bay eventually, but it was an independent record label. It produced the Lardy Dars and the Underdogs and Ray Columbus and the Invaders. And it was a pretty amazing record label owned by El- a guy called Eldred Stebbing. And there's a book that's just come out called Wired for Sound, which is a history. Mm. You can get it at This is the History of Stebbings, right? History of Stebbings and Zodiac. Cool. And it's a fantastic book. Yeah. So there you go. That's... Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for coming up and congratulations on uh, on another run of AK-79. Tell us about uh, this last track that you chose, Features, uh, Victim. Why well, did you pick this one out? This is just like an, the, the, all, these, all these, these three songs are kind of a personal whim sort of thing. And... Uh, this was the second single by the features, it was a 12-inch single, which came out in late 1980. And this, I was on the A side of the B side, I can't remember anyway. But of all the records I've released over the years, this is my favourite single. And it's on AK-79, the reissue. And it's a little bit later than the AK-79 things. As, as I say, it came out in late late 1980. And it's a more post-punk than punk. But this is Jed Town and James Pinker and Carl Van Bergen and Chris Orange who are still people I, I love dearly. And, uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming up, Simon. It's been great to have some uh, more insight into this incredible New Zealand release. Thank you.
that was my morning mixtape on 95 BFM.